This Faith and Finance podcast is underwritten in part by Hope for Zambia, empowered by Family Legacy. Hope for Zambia, empowered by Family Legacy, is a ministry providing holistic care for over 14,000 vulnerable and orphaned children, spiritually, intellectually, physically, and emotionally. Whether distributing 5 million meals each year to children and young adults, or by empowering students to graduate from high school and go on to pursue trade school or a university education, Hope for Zambia believes that when you educate a child, you transform their world. Go to Hope for Zambia.com slash faith to give and change lives. Zambia has an estimated 1.2 million children without parents. Little wonder it's been called the land of orphans. I am Rob West. AIDS accounts for the majority of Zambia's orphans, more than 700,000. Today, I'll talk with Mario Zanstra about efforts to help these children and an amazing experience you can share. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial journey. Well, my friend and brother in Christ, Mario Zanstra, is our guest today. He's the president and CEO of Family Legacy Missions International, a ministry dedicated to helping Zambia's orphans. Mario, it's great to have you back, not just to the program, but back to the States. I know you're fresh off a trip to Zambia, aren't you? Yes, we. Uh, I've been to Zambia five times in the last 15 months, and wow. the opportunity to impact these vulnerable and orphaned children is, uh, is really a joy, an absolute joy. Well, I know it is. I've actually experienced it with Family Legacy firsthand. Uh, Mario, I mentioned AIDS as perhaps the chief reason there are so many orphans in Zambia, but of course, it's not the only one. What other factors contribute to this in Zambia? Well, there's there's just a, an issue with respect to just men in Zambia. Men uh, are not necessarily committed to the homes. Uh, they have an alcohol problem. They have an abandonment issue. Um, I mean, it's a culture where men are basically absent and so it kind of forces the care of the vulnerable and the orphaned on the caregiver, which is typically a female. Maybe the mom could be just an aunt or a grandma, uh, somebody who steps in the gap. Mm, yeah. I know you're motivated and inspired, Mario, by verses like James one twenty seven, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. So uh, tell us what Family Legacy does to help the orphans of Zambia. Well, we do four specific things. One, we impact the, the kids and, uh, and their families spiritually. We want them to know who Jesus is. We want them to understand the gospel. We want them to grow in their faith. If we do that, that's a huge step in the right direction. But we also feed the children. Every day they come to school, they get a meal. We, if they have perfect attendance, we give a food blessing to their families. We have a quad-certified infectious disease doctor that helps them with medical issues, including some that have AIDS. We have uh, biblical, social, emotional learning, helping them unpack their trauma. And then we educate them, 14,000 kids in 22 schools. So we're impacting them, you know, body, mind, soul, and spirit. I mean, the, yeah, whole, yeah. the whole deal, holistically. It's incredible, the operation there by Family Legacy. Now, Mario, you recently had some American visitors who witnessed the impact of your ministry. Uh, share that short story with us. Well, we had some Americans come, and they, they spent some time in Zambia. And on Thursday, we went into town, and the Americans were going to 
share with the caregivers what they saw in the child they'd spent the last four days with. And this one American shared with the caregiver, I, I've seen Gladys, she's godly, she's courageous, and she's a servant. And the interpreter shared that with the caregiver who was an aunt who has five kids in her home that are none of them are hers. Wow. And the caregiver begins to cry. And the interpreter says, why are you crying? And she says, nobody says anything positive about our kids. Wow. We spoke identity into Gladys. That identity was, was shared with the caregiver. At the end, somebody pulled out an Evangel cube, shared the gospel. Gladys's aunt came to Christ. On Tuesday, Gladys came to Christ. And so we, we think that whole family's been transformed. And then at the end, this little church, Chianda Church, the pastor got up there and said, if you live in this community and you need a church home to know more about your relationship with Jesus, we meet at 9 o'clock and 1130, and we would love for you to be here. Wow, that's an incredible story. Well, I know there's many in our listening audience who want in on that, Mario. How can they support this work? Well, there's two ways they can support it. One, we have a website called hopeforzambia.com slash faithfi, and that allows people to give to scholarship funds for kids that are unsponsored. These 14,000 kids we have in the system, about 1,500 of them currently don't have sponsors, and this could provide scholarship funding. We also have the opportunity, and we're sold out for this summer, but next summer you can come, summer of 24, actually go to Zambia and meet 10 children that would have your name on their wrist and be part of this program called Camp Life. And you can go to the website and you can find out more at familylegacy.com. Oh, I love it, Mario. Well, thanks for stopping by. We're so grateful for your time. It's great to be here. Thanks, Rob. That's Mario Zanstra, president and CEO of Family Legacy. You can find out more and sponsor one of these children at hopeforzambia.com slash faithfi. That's hopeforzambia.com slash faithfi. All right, your calls are next. 800-525-7000. We'll be right back. We are grateful for support from One Ascent Investments on the Faith and Finance Program. They manage a comprehensive suite of value-based investment strategies designed to help Christian investors live aligned with what they value most. One Ascent believes that if your values inspire the way you live, they should also inspire the way you invest. This can be a unique form of worship. More information is available at investments.oneascent.com. That web address is investments.oneascent.com. When we follow Jesus, the things of this world grow strangely dim. We focus less on ourselves and more on God's kingdom. In Michael Blue's book, Free to Follow, we're reminded to surrender everything to Jesus and follow Him. Free to Follow explores what the Bible says about money and possessions and challenges you to rethink the way you view and use them. Request a copy of Free to Follow with your gift of any amount to faithfi.com slash follow. Welcome back. This is Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We're taking your calls today, 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. By the way, you don't have to call. Just send an email, askrob at faithfi.com. That's askrob at faith, the letters F-I dot com. To Crystal, Illinois. Hi, David. Go ahead, sir. As I was uh, listening to your uh, radio program, I'm just really interested in what type of um, investments I could make. I've got a little bit of money uh, that I could make. I'm a little, little bit older, 57, and I've got like roughly maybe about $5,000. Uh, 
And I'm just looking for uh, some advice as to uh, what would be the smartest investment I could make. Yeah, yeah, very good. So um, one option would be just drop it into an IRA. So if if you you know have uh, you want to take some money off of your tax bill, you could you know put it into a, a traditional IRA, and and then you'd reduce your adjusted gross income by five thousand, and you get a little bit of tax benefit, and then that money's going to grow tax deferred, and then you'd go ahead and invest it, and you've got a couple of options there with five thousand. You probably want to put it in either index funds or mutual funds, just so you get enough diversification as opposed to buying individual stocks. And if you wanted a more hands-on approach, you could connect with our friends at soundmindinvesting.org. Uh, they could suggest some mutual funds through the Sound Mind Investing newsletter uh, that would be really helpful to you. You'd want to just get a really high-quality uh, you know, mutual fund that you could drop some money into and just let it go. And you know, not don't worry about it too much. It's going to be up and down. And when we hit a recession, this market could, you know, test its lows. But eventually, over the next you know ten years, and even once you get re- to retirement, let's say that's ten years down the road, you still need this money to last for decades if you're in good health and the Lord tarries. So, you know, you you still have arguably a thirty plus year time horizon on this. So, um, you know, I think you can still put it to work in investments if you wanted a more passive approach, kind of an automated. approach, approach. Uh, that's where the robo-advisors shine with a $5,000 investment. And I've often recommended the Schwab Intelligent portfolios. You'd open the, the traditional IRA, you'd drop the money in, and then they would, based on the questions and answers that are you would provide, um, you know, they would automatically, using that algorithm, invest it in the broad market using in, uh, ETFs. So you'd own some large cap and some small cap and international and domestic and some bonds, and you'd just kind of capture the broad moves of the market uh, moving forward. And um, it would be tailored to your risk tolerance. And then anytime you added anything to it, it would automatically be reinvested without any transaction costs. So I think either of those options could work for you. And then you could get that money, you know, growing for the future. How does that sound? That sounds really good. I appreciate the advice. Okay. Yeah, God bless you. And thanks for listening and calling the program today, sir. Uh, To Missouri. Hi, Julie. How can I help you? Hi. Okay, so I have a question because I have not been the full-time worker at all. Um, I'm currently 40 years old, and my husband's 20 years older than I am. And he is the next five years or so wanting to retire. He's in the military, and he also has a civilian job. And at that point, the understanding is that I would um, have my kids out of the house, out of high school, and then I would take on a full-time job. And I've not done that at all. And I'm concerned um, for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, I don't have, like, any retirement at all. And then um, I don't know if it's better for me to go back to school. I have about at least five years to go back to school to maybe get a degree in a higher-paying field. Um, currently, my degree is in education. I feel like I'm late starting, and I don't know the best advice just what would you tell somebody going into the situation starting at 40? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question, Julie. And I can certainly appreciate that. And we've got to balance uh, your passions and giftings uh, with your marketable skills, both today and skills you could acquire in the future and the cost to attain those by seeking additional education uh, that may or may not pay for itself, depending upon what field you're entering in and uh, the availability of jobs, as well as the pay that goes along with that particular industry or field. So there's a lot of pieces that have to come together. Let me ask you this. When your husband retires, will you all, uh, with his retirement, have enough to cover your bills, or will you be dependent upon your income at that point to maintain your lifestyle? From what I understand, he would still be working part-time. I, yes. would, I would need to be making some money, but he is he's 60 and I'm 40. And so sure. there's also that difference that I need to be thinking about as well. Yeah. Well, the the good thing is, though, that uh, I suspect his retirement, or at least a portion of it, would be available to you, even if he predeceases you, which men do on a on the average. Um, so you'd have that on an ongoing basis. And then obviously, the longer the time you have for your work, uh, the more it would pay off if you needed to get some education in order to improve your marketability or perhaps to move into another field and you need to acquire some marketable skills. Um, what I would counsel you to do, perhaps as a starting point, is just to really do some um, career assessments and try to understand how God's wiring in your life, your interests and passions align with the, the current job market and you know what's available or what will be available when that time comes for your husband uh, to retire and you're no longer a stay-at-home mom ready to enter the workforce. I think the work you can do to pray and plan and talk with your husband about that will go a long way to you determining which direction you're going to go and whether you actually need more schooling or, you know, perhaps there's a specific certification or track you need to go on as opposed to just seeking the degree. For instance, if, and this is just an example, but if you were going to be a graphic designer, it'd probably be better for you to go take some classes in a in an art school in graphic design than it would be for you just to go ahead and complete uh, your gen ed degree. So let me do this, and, and I'd love to make this available to you as our gift, Julie. Um, we work with an organization called Career Direct, and they have a career assessment that is is wonderful. It's uh, you know been you know countless hours of research developed by uh, researchers and a PhD um, in career assessments. But it not only lays in kind of the skill side of it and the the personality and wiring side of it, but it lays in kind of God's handiwork in your life. It brings the values into it as well. I'd love to make a career direct assessment available to you. It's an online assessment, and then we'll have one of the career coaches. Uh, get on the phone with you and help you analyze the results and just see what comes out of that. And perhaps that could be a great starting point to uncover, you know, where God may be leading you. Perhaps some fields or opportunities for work are identified in that career assessment that you haven't even thought of. And yet they align perfectly with what you're interested in and kind of how God has gifted you. And we'd love to do that uh, just as our gift, our way of saying thanks for being a part of the program. So if you stay on the line, I'll get your information and we'll get all of that to you so you can get the assessment done. And then perhaps we can talk again about where you go with that information and whether or not schooling makes sense. Does that sound good? Yeah, thank you so much. 
Awesome. So you hold the line, Julie. We'll get your information and get that right out to you. And we appreciate you calling today. You know, folks, as we think about how God has wired us, it is so critical to start there, whether it comes to choosing a career or planning a budget, maybe even setting financial goals. How does our faith inform where God is taking us and how can our career or our money, God's money, be a tool to help us accomplish what he's called us to do. He has a a distinct purpose and plan for each of our lives. And so uncovering that is one of the great joys that we have. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Much more just around the corner. Stay with us. If the heavy burden of debt is robbing you of freedom and peace of mind, Christian Credit Counselors can help. We're a nationwide nonprofit credit counseling organization that has helped over 300,000 individuals in the last 27 years get out of credit card debt 80% faster while honoring that debt in full. To learn how Christian Credit Counselors can help you, visit ChristianCreditCounselors.org. That's ChristianCreditCounselors.org or call 800-557-1985. We're grateful for support from Eventide Investments on the Faith and Finance Program. Eventide's approach to values-based investing is grounded in the belief that humankind was created in the image of God with intrinsic dignity, value, and worth. Eventide calls this investing that makes the world rejoice. More information is available at eventideinvestments.com. That's eventideinvestments.com. Great to have you with us today on Faith and Finance. All right, it's time to take your calls and questions today. 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. We've got some lines open today. We'd love to hear what you're thinking about and see if we can run your question through the lens of Scripture and apply biblical truth to your decisions and choices. We'd love to hear from you. 800-525-7000. Let's begin today in Rochester, New York. Hey, Lawrence, thanks for calling, sir. Go ahead. Okay, uh, what I had here is that the Lord has just blessed me in the last one year and five years with a great-great-grandchild, two of them, and I was going to buy some stock for each one of them to mature at some point in time, uh, you know, when they're 18 or older, but I want them to be able to look at it and see if it's growing, but Rather than just buying secular stock, I was wondering, is there some Christian-based organization that we could basically buy stock in or something of that nature that would actually grow that they could watch and benefit out of it? Yeah. And so you're looking, if I understand correctly, Lawrence, both for the appreciation of this investment over time, but also you want to know that the investments themselves are in God-honoring companies that don't uh, conflict with your values as a Christian. Is that an important part to this? Yes. Okay. Yeah, very good. And do you want it specifically earmarked for college, or would you like it to be available for use beyond that? No, that's That'd be up to them. Yeah, I see. Very good. Um, What I would recommend, Lawrence, is perhaps opening a brokerage account in your name or jointly, you and your wife, um, and earmarking it for each of these great-great-grandchildren 
but not necessarily putting it in a custodial account. The only reason I suggest that is if it's in a custodial account, then it automatically becomes their asset to do what they want with it at the age of majority, which is typically 18, depending on the state they're in. And so if they're not financially mature and able to handle it, you could decide to hold those funds back uh, and determine at what point you want to pass it along to them. Otherwise, if you just wanted to go ahead and and give this over to them and they would have complete control over it at the age of majority, then you could use a custodial account. Uh, and that would, you know, take it out of your tax liability for any of the, you know, capital gains and so forth. Which one sounds like it's the best fit for you? So it would be a custodial account? Well, a custodial account would, the only caveat to that is you would have to be comfortable that no matter what was going on in this child's life at the age of 18, they would automatically get the funds. And if they wanted to buy a sports car or whatever they wanted to do, they'd have that ability to do so. So keeping it in your name, but earmarked for them would give you control over the time uh, of you passing the asset to them. Uh, and would allow you to use some discernment if for some reason, you know, their lifestyle choices or maturity wasn't quite there. In terms of the investments themselves, uh, I might suggest a mutual fund as opposed to individual stocks and using a mutual fund family that I would consider a faith-based investing fund family to accomplish what you're describing. Some of these fund families have wonderful award-winning investments that should do very well over time with the right time horizon, which clearly you've got plenty of time with these, you know, being newborns. Um, But you would also get with that a proper diversification. So you wouldn't have kind of all of your eggs in one basket in one particular company or a very small number of companies in a mutual fund. You could have a lot of different companies. So you get good, broad diversification. But the stated purpose of these funds could be to not only seek uh, companies that provide a compelling value for their investors, and therefore there's the expectation that that the investments will grow in value, but also they have this dual mandate to pursue a kingdom return. And so that might be what I would suggest. You open the account at, let's say, Fidelity. You'd open one for each child. You'd make the deposit either one time or systematically. And then you'd turn around and invest in one of these faith-based investing mutual funds. Now, to find a, a listing of these fund families for you to begin to do some reading, um, I would go to this website, faithandinvesting.com forward slash faithfi. And that will give you access to a free PDF document with an article that we recently featured on this broadcast. But at the end of that PDF is is going to be a listing of of really all of what I would consider to be the faith-based investing mutual funds. Does that sound good? Hey, that sounds perfect. That's, That's what I was looking for. Good. All right. Well, uh, Lawrence, I appreciate you checking in with us. If you have any questions along the way, don't hesitate to reach back out to us. And uh, thank you for your call today. Let's head back to the phones, Ohio. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Uh, Hi, Rob. I just want to thank you for your show. It's really wonderful and helpful. Um, My question is, I have $4,000 and I'm wondering if I should put it in a Roth IRA or if there's a better way to save for retirement. I already have a 401k with my job. Okay. Yeah. And so are you taking advantage of fully any match that's available through your 401k? Um, yes. 
Okay, great. And what is your age, Lauren, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 32. Okay, great. So you're young. You've got a 401k. You're fully taking advantage of the match. Do you know how much you're putting away percentage-wise of your income? Um, it's new. Uh, I believe okay. it's 7%. Okay, great. Yeah, that's a, that's a great start. Yeah, I like the Roth IRA a lot, Lauren, to supplement that 401k. I think that's a great option because... Um, you know, you're, you're going to put in after tax dollars. So this is money you've already paid taxes on. Uh, it's now going to grow for the next, let's say 35 years, maybe, um, between now and retirement, plus whatever else you add to it, it's going to grow tax free. So all the compounding for the next 30 plus years is not going to pay any tax on it. And when you take it out in retirement, you're not, you know, it's going to be completely tax free at that point. Um, and so that's a great option to have that alongside your 401k, which is, of course, pre-tax money where you get the deduction now and then you're going to pay tax on it as it comes out. I like the idea of you having kind of both buckets, if you will, growing for you, uh, you know, between now and retirement. So what I would say is if you could continue to fund that 401k just like you are through salary deferral, get the match if there is one. And then if you could put in somewhere between four and $6,000 a year every year into that uh, Roth IRA, that would be a great option. There really is no better tool out there than the Roth IRA to save as a supplement to your company-sponsored plan. Okay. Thank you so much, Rob. All right. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, Lauren. Uh, let us know if we can help you further in the future. Well, once again, our time went by way too fast, but tune in next time and we'll do it all over again. Before we go, I'd like to thank our incredible production team, Amy, Devin, Jim, Robert, Brandy, Rob, and Ben. Couldn't do it without them. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.